Good morning and welcome to uh, another episode of Paint and Scale with myself, Ben Skipper. And that's me, Jeff Coughlin. Jeff, thanks once again for joining me, chap, on, the, on this slightly blustery Friday morning. <laughs> My pleasure, Ben. Absolutely. Good to be back. Um, talk about more stuff, no doubt, today, which is great. And uh, yeah, it's sunny here, here in uh, sunny Lincolnshire at the moment. But apparently it's all set to die death about midday. So we'll see. Ah, mm, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're not too bad here in Nottinghamshire. It, it, it's the, the sun is out. The horses are eating. Everyone's a winner, I think, at the moment. Um, oh. Marvellous, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Dobbin. I, I love Dobbin. We went for a walk. We went for a walk at the weekend, and we went through this little field near Stapleford, near the woods. And there's a lovely farm there, and they have these three Dobbins on the uh, on the field. And they're normally quite sort of reticent. They just do their own thing, eat grass, and yes, stuff. <laughs> And anyway, so we, but the little footpath crosses their their field, and and it was great because this time, um, as we came to the gate, one of them was just just stood right there, and he didn't he didn't wander off. Usually, just wander off, bit like pigeons, you know, they they stay just out of range, so you can't kind of get to them. Or, or, or in this case, I, I thought I'd give him a little stroke and say hello, kind of thing. Mm. And uh, but uh, but you know, he just stayed by and I don't like. A good, good chat, gave him a little stroke, and he was he was good as gold. So it was lovely to see him there. So yeah, I like Dobbins, but I wouldn't dream of getting on one again. I went on one once. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? I'm, I, I must. I, I'm, I'm missing horse riding at the moment because the, the yard. So you're a bit. Of, uh, I hear you're definitely a bit. You're a bit of a cavalry man, from what I can see. Yes, yes, I am. So I, I um. But because the, the livery yard is at Cranwell, RF Cranwell, it's been oh, quarantined right. for a year. <laughs> so <laughs> I've not been able to get on. Oh, yeah, right. be, um, purely because, um, you know, rightfully so, they're, they're, they're thinking of the cadets and, and all, all those who work there. Um, yeah. However, I, I know that the first first hour in the saddle is A, going to kill me, um, B, oh. definitely going to kill me, and... See, leave me regretting ever going back to the saddle. But I'm I'm waiting till I have a second jab. I'm you know thinking of myself yeah. on this one, which which is in the summer. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm missing. Yeah. You know, so so I'm having to to uh, deal with with Toby the flatulent pony um, just across from me. <laughs> so you know when you've got the when they've got the door open, the uh, the kitchen come office come everything else. And occasionally you get this this noise. You think, oh for God's sake. <laughs> well, it's <quite> a... <laughs> the nightmare of it in the house. I mean, that would just get you all. Well, I just, well, to, to be honest, I, I, it's only a matter of time before one of them suddenly turns up in the back garden. It really is. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I this. I'm going to stun you with my 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 four-legged uh, Dobbin knowledge here. I discovered at the weekend from somebody that apparently. A pony isn't the same as a horse. It's like a different sort of breed. Because I, I assume that a pony was just a small horse. And then when they get bigger, <laughs> they become a... Pro well, I suppose you ride them as, as kids and stuff, as ponies and stuff. But uh, apparently that's not right, is it? So no, they, yeah. are, they are breeds. Is that right? Yeah, they, they are. They're, they're <laughs> Unbelievable. What's your no idea? That's the reason why I'm chuckling. Because I'm my first assignment as a freelancer. <laughs> <laughs> 
when I, when I first sort of changed careers, and I went, I, I went, went into sort of features writing. My first assignment was to cover the Shetland Grand National. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Nice job. And, and, and oh. it was it was the most surreal. <laughs> I bear your mind, I've been in the forces. I've worked for the yeah. NHS. So surreal, you know, surreal occurrences aren't beyond that just don't knock me yeah. sideways. Yeah. Jeff, all I'm saying, you've never seen anything wow. like it. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm picturing it as you speak. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Well, how do you think? All these Dobbins onto onto Shetland because presumably they're all they're not all indigenous. No, well, it, it, there is, and there are people far more far better educated than I. But the way I understand it, that they are completely two different, completely sort of species of, of roughly the, of the same equine. Um, yeah. Ponies tend to be quite stocky, um, stubborn, aloof, right. annoying, cheeky, naughty. Uh, whereas horses actually have a great sense of humour and. Um, and there's somewhere in between the two, you, you slide the cob, <laughs> which is like, which is like, isn't that, isn't that a male swan? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that a male swan? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused now. So, so your you, you cob is like a, it's, it's like a crossing breed. It's like a bridge. Now, a man of my size. I'm never going to get on an Arabian stallion, you know. You, you know, probably I'm probably better on a Suffolk punch or a Shire, yeah. but a cob will do in the meantime. Um, they're relatively forgiving, but horses tend to be a little bit more sort of elegant and, and detached. But the thing I've noticed about, you know, with, with ponies you get cheekiness, right. but with, with horses have got a great, but horses, you know, have got a great really? sense of humour. Ask anyone, you know, especially when you're trying to jump them and they suddenly suddenly they're not going to jump. You're going to land on the floor and then they'll look down at you to see what you're doing down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so that, that's my perception of the difference between the two. <laughs> um, right. Ponies, so. ponies, stocky and naughty. Um, horses, elegant, sense of humour, still naughty. But uh, you know, but uh, there's an intact thing as well. But we. we and a cob somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and a, and a cob somewhere, and the cobs are lovely. I, I do like my cobs. Um, big old, yeah, big old Irkin horse, brilliant horse, you know, cart horse. Um, but yeah, the the ponies, you know, it's the Welsh pony, Welsh mountain ponies. They're lovely Dartmoor ponies, New Forest ponies, Shetland ponies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you, if you're going to get kicked by anything, it's going to be a pony nine times out of ten. You're going to get bitten, it's going to be by a pony. <laughs> They're just awful little creatures, but lovable. So right, right. True, the true anarchists of the equitation world. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, I tell you what, it's, 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 I tell you what. Listening to these podcasts is an education, if nothing else. <laughs> People are going to start thinking, "Geez, what are these two rabbits about now?" Oh, <laughs> so, so if, 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 if somehow you've just joined us, which is pretty impossible, but if you have, we are going to talk about models today. We're just talking about ponies because, yeah, I normally have an audience, and actually, uh, the, I'm, I'm looking, and he, he is looking at the coin. It's quite surreal being watched by the flatulent one. Um, that's the pony, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with me, I hasten to add. So, Jeff and I, we always have a catch up before, and, and hopefully, this, yeah. this one will record. It's been a bit of an interesting week. Um, my, 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 it's one of my recording pieces of equipment has been making like it's 1998 and it's like to corrupt a file, which has been most infuriating. But 
on the plus side, um, the, 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 the Triumph 3 HW, that's all primed. Uh, I, I decided to go because of the size of it um, and the, the, the huge amount of nooks and crannies that come with this sort of kit, I decided to go full yeehaw and that has been primed with the can of Halford's Finest, which um, brilliant stuff. Um, and the, the, the Dragon Rebox Dustwork Kettencrad, that's come on nicely too, actually. And the instructions are readable. Oh well, that's a, <clears throat> that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, that you know, I, I hats off, hats off to Dustwork. Although they missed the number numbering on one of the parts, so I don't know what part it is, and I can't find anything that looks like the part that. But I think I may have to go troll scale mates and have a look at uh, <clears throat> yeah the, the images um, and books. Oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> well, I, I picked up um, Rommel's. Infantry attacks for two quid yesterday, whilst going out with some milk. <laughs> as, as you do. How did that happen? That's well. I went to uh, the works because. Oh yes. And yeah. I needed because I I thought let's have a look at their craft section. They're, they're selling clear PVA glue now. Right. One pound fifty. You know this is the same stuff that uh, a very well-known model company. Puts in a small jar and sells for three quid. It's exactly the same. And I thought, right, I'm going to start using that for my uh, canopies and, and glass. Yeah. And also picked up some of their um, acrylic. There. So I've got a tube of black and a tube of white. Because now this is, I've got to do an experiment, but don't know about you. <clears throat> you can guarantee you're always going to run out of black or white paint when you need it. Guarantee it. Okay. So I'm going to do an experiment later on this week. Um, I'll report back, uh, see how it mixes with Vallejo. Um, it'll mix pretty, I mean, Sistel paint's pretty bulletproof. Uh, Tamiya should mix an AK uh, and life color and see if it works, see if they work, come out all right. And then I'm going to try putting them through an airbrush. Ooh. And if it does, I'm about to save myself a huge amount of money because it's two quid a tube. Hmm. Wow, wow. That's cool, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. And that's for, a... <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of this thing, you know. I just think it's it's really it's really interesting because I get quite a lot of questions um, from different modellers who, who who ping me or 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 ask their questions on the um, through Scale Modeling now and because there's, there's a form system on there you can just just fill out a form or you can post against builds or post against techniques and and, and comment which is great because <coughs> all all sorts of stuff and. Um, I get loads of questions about will this work with that, particularly with different paints or paint mixes and thinners and all the rest of it. And you know, I, I really don't want to go into that here because it, it's it's a mindful of loads of good stuff um, on the uh, in the techniques bank about that. But it's about experimenting. I think that's the key thing: just experimenting, um, trying stuff out, but not necessarily on your model. You don't you don't want to do it straight onto the model, do you? The thing is. Um, just find some find a you know a, a bit of plastic or or an old model or a cheap model that you don't um you, you know, that's that 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 thing hasn't got any paint on it already because that might mess up the experiment as it were and just have a play just just try it and you discover all sorts of things that work um um you know and 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 that's fabulous you know great if you can save yourself some money and you find a different way of, of producing a mix or something that works for you happy days absolutely um so yeah so hopefully i should be all right because I, i'm my view is at the moment paint is paint is paint um apart from you know you, you, understandably you can't mix acrylics and enamels but mm. i think 
basically, and, and having a look at it, I'm thinking, I can't see the, the difference between this and, if I'm honest, um, some of the early Sistel paints. I think you might need a bit of a watering down. Well, that's understandable. I, I can live with that. So I'll, I'll let you know. In fact, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. You know the little square Revel pot paints? Yeah, yeah. It's that sort of thickness. So we'll have, so, yeah, hopefully. It'll quite, be... quite thick and needs thinning down then, probably. <clears throat> yeah, so, um yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll feed back on that one when I've done my invest, investigations Ooh. in between everything else. Um, so, so, so that's me going on about random random pots of paint, Rommel and ponies. <laughs> Jeff, what's what's on the bench right now, my friend? <clears throat> well, um, still got the same three on the bench at the moment. Um, little Heracles, which I've, I've decided for the moment, I'm just going to put on hold a little bit. And I've, I've approached Airfix to see if they are willing and able um to let me have if they've already produced them or or, or not but if they have uh, a new decal sheet because the kit's being re-released this year so it could well be that they've already produced the decal sheet for it and i've asked for one um so that i can finish this this model because of course well, two things i'm hoping one is that they produce the decal sheet actually with the correct shade of blue rather than black which came with the original kit and the the, the second probably slightly more, more important thing from my point of view is that um you know, it's it's a it, it's it's a new Airfix decal sheet, and they're among the best decals out there. So, um, as I said, I can't use the kit decal sheet um, because it's it's just old and manky and, and horrid. Um, so I could easily, relatively easily, um, create masks for the big code letters and all that. But things like Imperial Airways and the word Heracles, I can't do that. It's too it's too small. So it really, the simplest thing would be just to wait for the decal. So I'm just waiting to hear from them and then I'll make a decision as to whether I press on <clears throat> and then just leave those decals off, like the Imperial Airways London at the no, under the nose um, uh, or on the forward fuselage near the nose. And then the Heracles titling or legend that goes just under the cockpit. Um, so that's sort of just got to that stage. There's a big update that went in last week on that. So people might, might want to have a look at that. So it's literally all, all, all rigged and um, just really needs the decals now. And then <coughs> the um, the Edward um, Profi Pack Spitfire after the Dave Arca with their decal sheet in, um, is still sitting there. But I've got the new replacement decal sheet. So <coughs> that uh, is my task this afternoon is to get the decals on that, which would be good because that will be finished very soon. And then I devote my attention to, to the... Um, to the hawk the uh, the t2 which i think i mentioned did i mention yep. that last week? I think I yeah, you week. yeah you mentioned it last week yeah <coughs> yeah so that's all coming together really well um so I, i've just <clears throat> i've all, all the fuselage is done and the the wings are done and i just brought the two together but in fact the fit is, is pretty poor um and so i've literally this morning just covered the joints in filler and my good old uh cyano talcum powder mix and that because it sounds so much easier than just using Sino on its own. Um, so yeah, so that'll be getting getting on with that. And I've <clears throat> had a great conversation with um, Bill Bill Curtis from the club um, during the week, and I think we've come up with an idea because you know because you know it's going to be finished as a, a, a what if Red Arrow if they convert to um, yes yes two, um, and we've just come up with an idea came up with the idea, and I think I'm going to run with it um for something really exciting on the paint scheme so you'll have to wait and follow that Instagram oh. model and find out what it is i'm not going to tell you what it is 
you, you know, this, this is why I, I, lo- I, love, I love these discussions, because you give with one hand and you take with the other, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I'll tell you what, I'll be brutally honest with everybody out there, right? If you're listening to this, the only reason, because I'm not, I'm not one for being coy at all, as you probably know, <clears throat> but the reason I'm going to hold off on this is because if I cock it up, I'll change my <laughs> my idea um but if it works then i should do, i shall be able to run it and to tell, tell everybody exactly how i did it and all the rest of it but it oh, could okay. be quite spectacular um so um yeah i'll just, just hold off for a little bit until i get to the painting stage and i'll do it and we'll see how it comes out oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting <coughs> pardon me frog in my throat okay so uh, yeah so that's that's where i'm at at the minute that's a, a good week already mm-hmm. Um, mm. And as, as always, uh, if you, you know you're listening, um, we will have the 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 link to scale modeling now. Um, so do check it out because there, there is just so much there. And another reason for me mentioning is today's theme is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, for goodness sake, please don't get excited. We're not going to be talking about ponchos, cheroots, and standoffs. Um, in Newark, Newark Marketplace, um, far from it. Um, this is about kits that challenge us. So that, that, that's the reason why I'm mentioning um, scale modeling now, because there's the, 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 I think that there are going to be people hitting, hitting the, the, the techniques bank. Um, and mm. I know somebody who I've recently, I don't know whether to say kindly or not, but introduced the world of modeling. <laughs> she's, mm. uh, she's, she's sort of definitely been hitting the, um, in the site um she's enjoying a challenge actually um good so <clears throat> pardon me so thank you for that jeff um all right so as always i'm gonna let you go first so i think we, we we should do it choose a good kit each a bad kit each and then a ugly kit <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well okay so let me just think about this so i think a, a good kit a really good kit. i think one that one that surprised me if i'm honest i wasn't expecting it to be anywhere near as good as it is um and was just a fabulous little package and i I can't remember if this i might have mentioned this in one of the very early podcasts but to hell with that i'm going to mention i'm going to talk about this kit here again because it was just so impressive and it was certainly probably in the one of the top three best kits i've ever built in terms of quality and pa- the package and and would you believe it comes from a company called gas patch gas patch are not well known um european company and <clears throat> um i've got a sneaky feeling they might come from greece but i'm i'm not too sure i can't remember now my brain is, is a bit dead on sort of this sort of stuff unless i look it up but matters not they're, they're in good production they produce some 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 very nice scale models but three or four years back i was at the nationals and um i was given the little henschel the hs123 um yeah. half a biplane 48 scale um <clears throat> to build um for a review and i thought well thank you very much i'll, I'll take that away and get have a build and what a super little package that is not only is it so just off the top of my head super little hard, hard, hard firm box inside you've got a lovely little beautiful simple clear color um instruction sheet and booklet um all color coded you know very easy to follow super little decal sheet highest quality that there and then you look at the parts and the parts are beautifully um it's all plastic it's um injection molded beautifully recessed panel lines lovely fine detail on it 
Um, and it just went together in, as an absolute dream. I mean, zero fit problems in, from my experience. Tiny bit of tweaking around the cowl assembly, literally nothing more than that. I mean, nothing more than any, anybody could, could, could easily manage. A little bit of photo etch in there as well. A little bit of photo etch, a little bit for the cockpit, a little bit for the engine, but simple. You know, anybody, genuinely anybody could, 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 could fit the little bit of photo etch that's added. Um, and it just fitted a dream. Um, and they even give you a little wooden um, or cardboard, I can't remember which, uh, template, a sort of um, not template, it's a jig for you to just sit the model on so you can adjust the, the angle of the undercarriage so it sits just wow. at the right angle. I mean, <clears throat> and it wasn't expensive. <clears throat> just wasn't expensive and i mean okay i was given it i didn't i didn't look up how much it was but later on i went back and looked looked at it on the stand and i forget i can't remember how much it is now but check out the gas patch website i'm sure it's still currently available um it's not expensive but if anybody wants a really super little build um of course virtually no rigging on it either which is a big bonus to people isn't it especially ones like me who i'll do rigging if i have to but i don't particularly like it uh yeah just, I mean, even things like that, the, the, the wing struts, struts just just squeeze into little slots that fit perfectly, didn't require any glue. I did put yeah. a bit of poly on just, just to kind of secure everything, but I'm sure it wasn't necessary. It's that good a fit, you know, the tolerances are just perfect. And yeah, that's that's definitely my, my sort of bid for, you know, a really great little kit and great little package. So... Shout out definitely to Gas Patch for that one. I've no idea what their other models are like, um, the strength or otherwise of those. Not built any, um, but I'd like to, to try some more because if they're half as good as that little Henschel is, um, happy days. One two three, is it one two eight Henschel? It's just one two three B. I think the little biplane. I think that's the one. Okay. Well, what we'll do is I'll I'll put a link to to uh, Gas Patch's website. Yeah, in the description because because they are they do produce some lovely kits. Um, and I really? remember following that 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 build, and I have to be honest, I was blown away by the quality of the kit. Um, oh. you know, there's some absolutely stunning ones out there. Um, I you know I sort of you know for for, for my um challenge kits that challenge us, there's been there's been one or two. Um, and I'm actually I, I would say I'm finding it hard to pin it down but actually I, I'm in the same vein I'm not and it, this is a little bit different it's um, the the fishing schooner Blue Nose by Billings Boats alright okay yeah this is a bit of an interesting one it, it sits prior to place in our bedroom window um, and, and this was something I inherited from my father um, he, he'd got to this point with, in, where he, he had a stash um, of wooden boat kits uh, my father was a, was a great boat modeler, you know, lovely kits, uh, boats and railways, uh, and, the, and the occasional bit of armour. But he um, he had this kit and he'd had it for donkey's years. I mean, we were talking at least 20, 30 years. He said, yeah. do you fancy challenging yourself? And this is about four years ago. And I went, oh, OK, then. Um, and all he'd done is um, cut the, the decking out and the keel. And that was it. So I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, and and it, it terrified me and enticed me in equal measure because mm. the, the, the plans were literally like a ship's plan. So I didn't actually know what was what. So, so the first thing I had to do was learn 
how to interpret the, these plans, which for somebody like my father, was he was an engineer, it was very straightforward. For someone like me, uh, two left hands, it was like, mm. oh my good gosh. Mm. But as I went through, because you lose, you use a lot of wood, <coughs> it became quite, quite straightforward. The keel acted, acted as a jig. You, you sort of nailed things in, and I cheated with a bit of glue. <laughs> but but the real challenge was the rigging. Right. Okay. Because you sort of you have all these little uh, blocks and tackles, and they're all plastic. It's all very tiny, and you have different things of thread. But at the end of it, oh yeah, and the other thing was you had to stitch, hand stitch the well because I didn't have a sewing machine, you know. Um, Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think I would have lent me. <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds odd, doesn't it? Me, man, man of my climber, I'm an excellent singer. Actually, I did, but I think Mrs. Skipper was wouldn't be quite happy with me putting it because yeah, the the the, the cells are actually canvas <laughs> as well. They're very very fine canvas, but it's still canvas, and I can wow. imagine me just absolutely destroying um, mm. Mm. needles and everything else. So, so I had to hand stitch. All the, all the marks on the uh, the rigging, and it took about three weeks. But by the end of it, I've still got calluses that won't go away because of that. Good grief! Uh, that, that's that's an astonishing sort of. Um, uh, well, it's kind of <clears throat> well, obviously being into plastic scale modelling, which is obviously what 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 I do. But um, I've never. I've never brought, I mean, apart from when I was a kid, you know, building sort of balsa with planes and stuff, you know, because I'm old enough, I'm afraid to uh, have engaged in that sort of activity. And I know you can still do it, but I think a lot of the materials have changed now if you're into kind of fast flying stuff. And that's not something I've, I've ever got into. It was, it was just, just a bit of balsa sort of playing about with the old uh, rubber band propeller thing. Um, but I never did, I've never done anything since that has really stepped outside of, um plastic scale modeling so that's that's quite impressive i have to say if you've done done some of that stuff i must it's it's marginally addictive and i have to admit on the amazon wishes there there are a couple more boats um waiting to be purchased i'm not going to rush into it because i I, I prefer plastic as my medium plastic with metal plastic with resin i I find it easier but um now i've done it it doesn't hold the bogeyman and the thing is actually it builds into a beautiful little kit um mm. and, and it, it's it's quite a transformation from pieces of flat length, lengths of flat wood to mm. wow um so yeah definitely challenging um sort of perhaps help me a little bit in my confidence as, as a modeler um mm. but but yeah the yeah i enjoyed that one yeah 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 no, that, that's good that's good um yeah, it's interesting because um okay i'm just going to break off briefly um i'll be back with okay you. okay okay well, well jeff just okay um if you've just noticed there's been a little bit of a break uh jeff had an important phone call to make so so we're back we're still talking about kits at challenges so the next Next one, using the uh, the spaghetti western parlance in line with ponies, horses, and modelling. <laughs> so we've done the good, the bad. Well, that's <laughs> it. me. Um, anyone who knows me, anyone who's been involved uh, with the, the scam modelling now, the magazine, anyone who's particularly into aircraft, anyone who's looked at aircraft finish now, anyone who's looked at 
aircraft finished now and the Kitty Hawk section um, in the magazine will have noticed in there that there is a lovely little thumbnail um, as there are for all the finished builds we've got. But there's one that um, is labelled up crashed and burned. <laughs> and that relates to um, their dear old um, Sepcat Jaguar 48 scale, um, which for me is singularly the worst scale model I think I've, well, certainly I've ever seen, let alone um, tried to build. Um, I, I, there was almost nothing on it that fitted properly. Um, was uh, oh God, where where do you start? I mean, I, I got actually to the point where it was at the painting stage, and I think I'd just begun to apply the decals, and then I thought I'll have a look at the undercarriage, and then it just tipped me over the edge when I found that the undercarriage for a Jag, which isn't that complicated, it, yeah, it has a structure to it. I, I know what it looks like. I could see it, um, but the multiple pieces that the manufacturer broken the undercarriage down into, it was like, and very virtually no instruction on how to put it together. Um, I just looked at it and I kept trying. And after two hours of trying to make sense of these bits, I thought I've had enough. And I actually um, put the whole thing in a box, um, put it in a plastic bag and put it in the uh, bin. Uh, <laughs> And I don't feel proud about that, uh, but I've got to be, I mean, this is a kind of you know, stick your hand up, your money where you matter. I mean, I tried, but there was so much filling, rescribing, reshaping. I mean, the, the nose is the wrong shape, the leading edges of the wings are the wrong shape. Um, you know, it just was endless, really. Um, I thought, because I had an old FX kit, 48 scale kit, and I, I yeah. dug out an carriage from that old kit. And I thought I could use that, but then there wasn't anywhere to properly fit it or easy, relatively easily find a way of getting it in the bay. And that was what tipped me over the edge. So, <clears throat> no, hate, load and detest that kit. We'll never build it again. And I absolutely take my hat off to anybody who has built that kit and finished it. And I've seen two. There's one, and I made a point of featuring it in the magazine. Um, to show that it can be built and uh, all I'd say is just check it out because it's it's in the mag it's in the Kitty Hawk section of finish now um, because that's a super build and the guy who built it built it has done a really nice job on it and well all I can say is 10 out of 10 but you don't see a lot of them made up um, and I and I suspect I know why <laughs> um, well that's that's a fair one actually you know you, you do come across kits that are, that are absolute horrors for me, um, it's, it's again nautical. Um, I don't see how much much luck with, with with anything with water and boats and stuff. But it was plastic and it was the Lindbergh tug, one eighty seven tug. Mm. And, and I, I took a fancy to it because it just looked different. Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, you know, um, give it a crack. Well. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the parts are all there. It, it was it reminded me it reminds me of you know the the the, the Morecambe Wise where they've got Andre Previn in. Yeah, and he's yeah. playing the piano. <laughs> they're the right all they're the right the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order. That, it was that, really like <laughs> it was yeah. like is that it's an Andre preview kit. There you go, that'll do. It's an Andre preview kit that everything was there to make a model like your Jaguar. Mm. just not the model that was in the box i just 
I, I looked at it and, and yes, it, admittedly the, the the kit was old. It was it was that sort of late mid mid sort of late sixties vintage. Um, mm. But I, I try as I might, I managed to get yeah. the wheelhouse on. I managed to get the deck on, and then. Mm. That was it because I just it fought me all the way. There were ejection mm-hmm. marks everywhere. The the, the mm-hmm. parts were bendy warpo. There were sink marks and things. And I just thought, mm-hmm. why am I even battling this? This should be fun. And it, and again, not proud to say. I think I think now with the experience that I've got, I'd I'd, I'd have muddled through or put it on the back burner. But no, it it, it went in the great uh, grey recycling bin because I just thought, no, I'm I'm not enjoying yeah. this. Um, isn't that the point? I mean, I, I don't know. For me, there's just, I mean, believe me, I'm, I'm anyone who, who, who's who's known what I've done over the years and stuff will know that, you know, I've picked off some, I think, quite challenging kits. I think I've picked off some. I've loved, I've loved super detailing. I love adding a bit of detail here and there. Love a bit of scratching here and there. Um, and I think, I think I've produced some nice models over the years. And to be, be honest, I'm just be, to be fair. Um, uh, yeah, there's some I'm much less happy with than others, but that's that's the name of the game. Aren't we all the same like that? Yeah. With it, yeah, some that we are, we like and we don't. Um, but the bottom line is, I think it's. I don't mind a challenge, but it's still got to be fun. I've got to feel like this is doable. But where I think, I think what I think for me the line comes where, you know, rubbish instructions, and we've talked about them in the past. Um, we've got badly fitting parts, badly molded parts. Um, and you know you you kind of start running out of well why am I building this yeah what's the fun in this where's the enjoyment in this and I think for it gets to that level it, it ceases to be any fun at all and 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 it's not it's not that it's a challenge it, it yeah I, I can take on a challenge as much as anybody and certainly in my area I'm more than happy to do that but um, there's a difference between a challenge that you can, like in terms of, I don't know, the, the finish you choose, the paint finish you choose, the camo finish you, the deckle scheme you pick. I mean, there's loads of things that I, I, I see as creative challenges, which I think are brilliant. Um, but those are, those are self-made, self-choices and all the rest of it. But where you don't have a choice, because these are the bits you've got and they're crap, um, or the instructions are really dire and they really don't help you. Um, you know that's where I think it becomes you know it becomes painful really and and that's not why I do the hobby I do it because I want it to be enjoyable I want it to be fun uh, and challenging on occasion for sure no, you're absolutely right and, and I think it needs to be because otherwise we it, it can destroy you can't it? you know you, you you can lose interest um and, and, I, and I'll happily say to anybody if you're not enjoying a build put it back in the box put it on the spat burner we've all done mm. it we all do it. Um, you come back to it when you, when you feel confident or when you feel you're ready to have another bash, but, but don't, you know, don't don't flog a dead horse for the sake of it, you know. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And and then the point where I mean, I know everyone, many of us have got a shelf of doom. I'm sure most people. <laughs> there are a few things that knocked out there that just never got finished. And I, you know, I genuinely like to think there were only ever t- probably a handful of kits over all the years I've done it that that ended up on there. Um, and sometimes it's just because I've lost complete interest in the project. Um, and I mean, one that comes to mind was um, uh, the Haskell 30 second scale BF109E. And years and years ago, I started that and I had all these great plans to open up all the panels, do the engine, yeah. do the apartment. And, and I was using a, an old Verlinden resin set at the time. But, you know, I, d- I don't know why it just stalled. Um, 
I remember it stalling. Um, it went back in the box and just things just changed over the years and I never felt the the motivation to go back and finish it especially as new kits came out which is probably the big killer isn't it yeah uh, but they were better detailed and uh, and I don't know really I just just kind of lost interest in it and I think when it gets that and in the end I just literally I gave it away to somebody at my old model club I said you know if you, if you want it have it because I, I just don't really want to finish it um which was mildly better than binning it um to be fair because at least somebody else can, can give it a shout if they, if they want to give it a go yeah no, no you're right i mean and and there is a shelf of shame i think there's there are still kits i've sort of started donkey years ago uh and when i moved out my parents my when my parents put them in a the box and they're in the loft waiting to be retrieved there's, there's some mm-hmm. uh you know i'm sure there's some gems up there um that now with the experience um, and, and the patience that comes with with age um, and maturity, there they won't be a problem. Um, and I suppose that's the other thing, isn't it? We, we, we you, when you first start out, you, you see something. I can make that, um, and you have to be able. Yeah, you know, I, I would I would always say to somebody, just have a crack at it, but know your limits, <laughs> because because they can be like nothing can be demoralising is getting a, a wonderful kit that's something you really like, and that's exceptionally complex. Um, and then when it comes to it, you, you lose all interest. Um, get the kit, take your time with it, and, and have it as a, as a parallel kit. I don't know if uh, that's something I've done in the past. With something yeah. that's quite complex. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's that's wise sage words, really, to be honest, because I think that's. Um, I mean, it's interesting because I've had lots of con- uh, conversations with people at shows and things when we've taken stand and where guys. Oh, this was a big. This was very typical of. Um, Wingnut Wings kits, for instance. I mean, I know sadly they're no longer manufacturing, but you know, renowned, very nice, beautiful packages, um, plastic scale First World War kits predominantly, um, in 30 second scale, and you know they are really nice kits on the whole, very good, generally well engineered and all the rest of it. Um, but um, I've probably forgotten what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Com, com, complex challenging and intimidating intimidating yeah. kids oh, that's right sorry and 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 rest and return to where you were off in a minute yeah. um where but but i've but the point was is that a number of people had said to me well look, i bought these i've got one of these kits but yeah you know, i just don't know i just don't want to start it it looks too complicated or you know it's outside my skill set well fine you know that's not a problem i mean i won't force it got to enjoy it so just like you're saying put it up put it on the shelf maybe make a bit of a start maybe you know i mean there's the albatross build the d5 uh, albatross build that i did in the mag has got loads of videos so i, I built I, I did that build specifically to help people who'd never done one before and it might be really helpful to have a quick look at that if, if you or a good look at it if, if you're interested and you're reticent to, to take on one of those wing nut wings kits but you know that is about you know doing something that is in your skill within your capable within your capability with your skill set um, but you should, for sure will will be able to do it at some point. There's no question about it. So, um, yeah, get the kit, you know, um, build up to it. Don't rush it. Take your time. And when you feel confident or too confident to do the next bit or have another little crack at, you know, the next stage, whatever, then you treat it as a, perhaps a long term project rather than something that, that is yours, that you raise on detra week in and week out and build other stuff in between. But, you know, pop back to it when you think, no, I've, I've learned a bit here i've learned a bit there i can i can do a bit more than that 
and and one hundred percent, you are right. Um, and you know, if you listen to this, you don't, Jeff and I would never say don't attempt something because you know we we don't. I and and I'm sure Jeff echoes my 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 opinion. This that we would never say to somebody, don't build it, don't do it. You're not capable. You're it's beyond you. No, no. We, no. You know, we, we, I, I would say take your time with a kit, and if you feel it's beyond you, don't be downhearted. Put it to one side, like, and like we both said, run it as a parallel kit. If if there is something you really like, do think about it. Think about the skills you're going to need. Um, and again, I've already said, and as Jeff's already said, you know, run it as a parallel kit, or use the skills bank to help you through it, because actually, you know, it, it, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to do. You know, it's a pleasant experience. Um, and and I'm always sort of bringing shoehorning this in at, on spec, really. The, the use of research material as well. You know, there's so many books out there. You know, Jeff and I, we, we both write books, Pen and Sword. Jeff's written for Osprey. And there are, there are a myriad of public, you know, publications out there. Right stemming back from the 60s. They're actually very, very good. Don't be shy. Use those because... Occasionally, the modelling manufacturers, you know, the manufacturers do get it wrong. You know, they 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 either put too much detail on, or they don't. And sometimes this this can be quite obvious. Um, but in, enjoy it ultimately. Um, and now, yeah, yeah, because we've talked to just briefly, just to, to, just to back you up on that, but because yeah. we've talked about this briefly before about you know having a re- having a really good plan. You know, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, it doesn't have to be a huge written thing. Mostly it's in my head. But the, the plan is around being really, really clear. What do you want to do with the project? Um, at the detail, what? Um, I think that's really key. Um, then thinking about, OK, have you got everything you need for it? You know, do you need extra decals or any accessory sets or not if you're building it from the box? Um, and then just have a very clear the project to look like at the end i mean that's the key thing is been literally uh, just being clear at the beginning and then you know you know you should be able to realize then okay well um i can get this far and then i need to go and find out a bit more about how to do this how to do that whatever it might be um or or or, or, or whatever it is that you need to make progress with the, with the kit or or leave it until another day when you you feel ready but uh Never rush. I think that's the you got every head in the got to get got every head in it. That's for sure. If your head's not in it, you haven't got enough time. Do something else. Uh, but you know, I think you know. You, sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot because we think, oh, I've got an hour. I'll just try a bit on this, and and then you find, well, actually, it probably needed a bit longer than that. And try and rush it at the end, and then you cock yeah. it up. It's very, you know, it can be very frustrating, but. Yeah, we've got to sort of help help ourselves to help ourselves really in that sense, I think, really. And, and, and you're, you're you're right, 100%. Um, and I spe- and this also brings us back to the, you know the conversation we had a couple of months ago around Mojo, you know, and mm. how how if we have a negative experience, something that that can affect our, our you know it would affect us normally and especially within model making. Um, um, and, and and at the time and, and what sort of Jeff's been saying has. It sort of reminded me of one of the hints that we both had was that occasionally go out and buy a, li- a little cheap five pound kit from either Aldi, Lidl or your local model shop um, and just build it for the sake of building it. You know, build it for the sake of joy, for the sake of fun, because actually they're, they're the best sort of builds. Um, and, and then return to the complex one. Um, 
Mm. You know, I, I've, I've got an ME that's still st- slowly, slowly being built. Um, not huge, but I'm rather looking forward to that. Um, but this now sort of brings us on to the ugly. And I suppose these are kits that were an absolute monster to make. Not enjoyable, but we finished them. And you shows sometimes. Yeah. I, I struggle with this one, actually, if I'm honest with you. Um, because, um, you know, one that's not, not really in... in I don't know, maybe there's certainly elements of, 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 of ugly in it, but that was probably more to do with me, you know, my skill set or not, and what we've just been talking about, really. But I always remember, for me, one of the most challenging kits I ever did build, build what, interesting enough, was a Wingnut Wings kit. It was the, the, the Bristol Fighter, the F2B. Um, the kit itself, I'm sure, was absolutely fine. I, 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 I couldn't particularly fault the kit. I wouldn't want to. But just the design of the aircraft, it, you know, particularly the attachment of the lower wing, um, it actually sits, if I recall, on six little um, mini sort of struts that hold the fuselage just away from the lower wing. Um, and, my oh God, you just run out of hands. I think, you know, probably if I knew more about jigs and... Uh, created a jig and blah and all the rest of it I could have probably made that a lot easier for myself but I didn't and I found myself in it trying to sort of you know glue stuff and get it all assembled and and I just ran out of hands and I I just remember feeling that was incredibly frustrating Uh, but I did finish it it's it's just it's a build in the magazine but um yeah not 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 my finest hour I would argue (laughs) yeah I think for me um once I was out of telling me I was a kit, build a kit, and it's come out the other side. Um, never had a problem. And the one, the one kit that I did build, um, uh, and it, it became a trial, almost by trial by plastic. Mm. Randomly was um, a locomotive. Okay. Uh, it was going to be. It was. It, it still, still It's going to form part of a, a diorama. Mm-hmm. Uh, one second scale diorama. Yeah, that's it. This it's one of my sort of. You know, we've all got little projects. This is the green the growing project. So it was going to be a locomotive, uh, some figures of a dad's army <laughs> unit causing chaos. Oh, right. um, so a bit a bit of bit of comedy. Um, yeah. I've this I need a locomotive. So I I looked at um, Dapol who mm-hmm. bought all the um, molds for FX, the old FX double O locomotives. Um, I saw the exact one, which was a GWR tank um, locomotive, mm. and I thought, you know, like yourself, there were some details there that could easily be modified, so added some rails and things like that, little, little details, nothing major. Talk about bendy warpo plastic. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I have this fear of, of putting any sort of heat to plastic because not unreasonable. Yeah, because it'd be a hair dryer. <laughs> I know some people who use paint guns to, to, to remold it into shape and get it flat. No, no, I'll I'll come up with something else. But that that fought me all the way. And I think more than once it went into a shoebox. Yeah, um, yeah. Me, me, and and then and this is really surprising. The thing that really threw me was the the arms on the pistons of the wheels. Well, I seem to really struggle with that. I had to get a book out in the end. Um, 
from, from the local library just so I could actually see what the 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 rods look like because I had no way because the, the instructions were so I think the instructions were were of an age where if you were building it you were a young chap who liked looking at locomotives you know I could see the draw when you in the, in the sort of the early sixties a lot of young men did that and women mm. um so yeah no, no, let's let's just say it would have been a problem but you know forty odd years later uh, contemporary I don't have a clue but yeah. by the end of it I was I was really really happy but. Well, good. Well done. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, that's 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 epic. I mean, there's a real sense of achievement when you come out the other side, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, good job. Thank you. Yeah, so so really, I, I suppose that that's our, our selection of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and and sorry, if sort of if if there there is there is a break um, in, in the recording. Because, like I say, Jeff had to sort something out, and I had to nip out for for, for dog-related antics. Um, Jeff, as always, <laughs> thank you. I thought it might have been your flatulating pony. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's still he, he's he's in his corner. I don't know what's going on. I, I'm, I'm quite just quite disturbed by his antics, really. Um, yeah, I've got the back door open. Um, this this could be dangerous. But no, I think we should be all right. Actually, he, he says now, now looking really nervously over it, said yeah. over it, said to, uh, said pony, yeah. <laughs> Toby the pony. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, so the the manufacturers that we've mentioned, you, you'll know most of them. Um, but there will be links to a couple of sites. I will include a link to Wingnut Wings because. At the moment, they are still selling. Whether they're still producing, I don't know. But sales are on hold because of the current COVID situation. So um, that's not to say they may not come back. So I'll, I'll slip that in. I'll also slip in the link to Gas Patch. Yeah. Um, because you, they've got some wonderful kits. And if, if you like, you look off a uh, Flying Eagle stuff. Yeah, there's some mm. beautiful stuff there. Mm. Um, mm. Before I go, shows. Let's talk shows ever so quickly because you sort of, we we're talking Ooh. about. Are we gonna? Is there gonna be a Telford this year? Do we know? Oh wow. Um, well, I don't, I don't think we do know. Um, I know. Uh, I think what little. Well, I don't know anything officially, really. Um, but my assessment of um, any press releases or any communications that we have had from. Um, the organising committee. Uh, when I say we, I'm talking about scaremongering now because we're a, we're one of the traders who who, who goes there. Um, uh, a lot of money. It's quite expensive, but it's a fabulous show, and I, I can't recommend it enough in terms of a great two days. So it happens in November. It's scheduled in early November. Um, I think they are on for a final decision. I think with the centre around August time. I, I think. Oh, okay. that, Right. I, I wouldn't want to give any disinformation on that. And if you've got any, if you want to know exactly, just just check out IPMS UK as uh, website and look for Scale Model World because I'm sure they'll have a, a, a message or a, a notice and they'll announce anything there. Um, but you know, here in the UK, and I know there's a lot of overseas representation, and that's more problematic certainly at the moment, I'm sure. And of course, you know, if it were running now it would have to have restrictions and it well it couldn't run now but you know i mean what i'm with the roadmap for opening up and all the rest of it um come november in theory there's a prospect or belief that um we could be back to normal here in the uk and that could make the show viable i would have thought um i'm optimistic um I, we're planning on going 
Uh, I've booked a hotel, uh, but I've made sure that I've got a cancellation clause on it. So um, you might pay a bit more, but I'll get my money back if it doesn't yeah. run. Um, because I, I don't want to go through the bun fight that is trying to find hotel rooms around there. Should it? Should they say, yeah, it's definitely going, you know what's going to happen, then everybody will be rushing, I'm sure, or not everybody, but those who want to go will be rushing to book accommodation stuff. But November seems quite a long way away. Um, we're only at the end of April, so given where we're at, um, I'm positive, but that will be out, certainly our first show. I, I don't know if there are any others that are planned before that um in europe or indeed here in the uk but hey ho well you know and likewise um I th depending on how it goes i'll probably go for the saturday because i'll have civic duties over that weekend because it tends to be held over remembrance weekend um yes and, and so there, there are things i have to do um but uh, no, it, it would be nice to be able to sort of get down and have a look. I know that the hopefully Jeff and I will in the next few weeks um, will be organising with New UK Museum um, our live. Well, it's not going to be a live broadcast, but it's going to be broad, it's going to be recorded in situ. Um, yeah. Once I've downloaded the new drivers for the dictaphone <laughs> of of Terra. Um, but um, yeah, so so we've got that on the cards as well. So next time we we we've, we've covered quite quite a few bits and pieces of late. Um, should we say should we make it a surprise for people? Go ahead, say again. Should we, should we make the next the, the theme of the next um, podcast a surprise? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. tune in and yeah. be surprised. How about that? Be be surprised. There you go. Um, yeah, with a little dog down here now whinging because he's not getting all the attention in the world. So, yeah, so listen, thanks ever so much for joining Jeff and I um, on on this, as always, a very lighthearted look at modelling uh, and the world of modelling. Um, whatever you do, keep doing it, enjoy it, uh, and if not, put it on the, uh, the shelf of shame. Um, but if it's really bad, don't be ashamed of throwing the thing away. But nowadays, there are very, very few kits like that. So from me, Ben Skipper, 